Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Barry Goldkind, criminal lawyer, media commentator in Toronto. We're going to talk to Ari about two cases. Finally, there's going to be a public inquiry into China's interference in Canadian elections and Canadian affairs, even though they're now saying it's a it's a um, public inquiry into foreign interference. China's embassy in Ottawa, by the way, has already warned this country of, quote, consequences, end quote, for the, quote, Canadian side end quote, if we were to be so foolish as to move ahead with a full-blown critique of China consequences. There's also the Tamara Leach and Chris Barber criminal trial, or the Justice, rather, Heather Perkins McKay, calling uh, a recess and scolding the prosecution over the timing of the Crown's release of text messages to the defense attorneys, and uh, the judge has expressed concern the trial could go off the rails. I think they've got 16 days for that trial. They're in today five, and I haven't gotten a lot done. Okay, Ari Goldkind, criminal lawyer, media commentator, Toronto, joins us on The Roy Green Show. Ari, let's start with this public inquiry. The name change from a China inquiring to China's um, interference in Canada's elections to a foreign interference inquiry. They're playing games. So how public does anybody really think it's going to be, Roy? I mean, just the term public to me is the gaslight term. I can't wait to hear how much of the testimony or evidence or documentation is going to be called classified or national security. And they've lumped Russia now into this, sort of has that remnant of the Mueller investigation as if anybody could care less about Russia. We all know what China does. There's nobody who doesn't know what China does. And in fact, China so brazenly just the other day when this was released, came out and said, this is essentially racist. They use the term ideological, but that's really the R word. And they said there's going to be consequences for this. So I'm a Canadian and I think that, you know, it's basically having an inquiry, Roy, to figure out the two plus two equals four. The question will be, what if anything will be done about it? Will this make China more more powerful, uh, less of a reliable partner, if you even use that term, uh, for Canada. And just look at China's own response to it. China has no fear. China has all the cards. China has all the power. And Canada, because of feckless leadership for eight years, uh, has declined, not only in the eyes of the Chinese, but in the rest of the G7, G8, or G29. Yeah. You know, it surprised me because the opposition parties went along with this. I'm not so sure. I'd like to find out really whether or not they agreed to the name change. They must have to uh, being a foreign interference inquiry because lumping Russia in with China right now is very easy because Russia has such a terrible reputation with her invasion of, of Ukraine. So it, it takes some of the edge off the China investigation, which is really what we need, what we require. 
and China already warning us uh, of consequences, that's just intolerable. We cannot and must not succumb to this. And that's the whole thing. What will we do? What will we do, Ari? But this is lip service on the pig. I'm stealing that from somebody who's dumb as a post. We remember that phrase, you know, many years ago. But, you know, you add Russia into this. I mean, does anybody really think Putin could find Canada on a map right now or could care less about Canada or electoral district elections in Moose Jaw? I mean, this is so preposterous. Whereas you look at the tentacles of the Chinese Communist Party, forget just Ontario, Roy. Look at housing markets across this country. Look at money laundering. I mean, nobody talks about this. Uh, You know, I see this in the criminal justice system every day. We don't even have enough prosecutors to even bring these kinds of cases. They collapse like houses of cards. And now to appease China, we start calling it Russia and other countries. I mean, that's like sort of the U.S. having a foreign election interference inquiry. Is there a country on earth who interferes in more elections than the U.S.? Yeah, good question. I'm just thinking as you were talking that uh, remember when the uh, parliamentary motion was held and voted on about China being genocidal toward the Uyghurs, the Uyghur community in Xinjiang province, where forced labor is used to create um, any number of products. And the parliament, with the exception of the liberal cabinet, voted unanimously to declare China to be genocidal. The only reason that the liberal cabinet didn't vote that way is because they left all of them before the vote. That, to me, is all spoken volumes. Well, I think you put it more politely. I think it's because this is a government that's beholden to China. This is a country that is beholden to China. I mean, there's all these terms for it that are much more geopolitical and more 12-letter words than I'm going to use. But that's why they all left the House. And if you look at the uh, the MP that's implicated in this, just for your listeners, Roy, you know, there's an MP named Mr. Chong who voted along with this uh, position. And since then, much of this argument has been China has targeted him and his family for retribution because of his vote. But, I mean, you're really dealing with David and Goliath and the idea that we're going to have this extraordinary... Here's the other thing. Your listeners, Roy, I know who your listeners are. They're actual taxpayers. They're not people on the dole. They're people who work and pay taxes. I don't think your listeners understand just how much money is going to be spent on this nonsensical inquiry that half of it's going to be buried versus all the immediate needs we have in this country and the fact that we already know what the result is going to be. We know China does this. This is not a mystery. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, I spoke with... uh... Anna Kwok, of, um, formerly of Hong Kong, young woman, 26 years of age, now living in Washington, D.C., and she's looking for uh, acceptance from uh, the Biden government as um, a refugee. And they haven't uh, delivered it to her. And this is a young woman, one of the, um, one of the Hong Kong uh, residents who left after China started to muscle that particular uh, former city state uh, that was under the British for protection. She's one of the uh, one of the citizens who has a million dollar bounty on her. This country's put uh, China is putting million dollar bounties on people they don't like. 
And people just what else do you need? What else do you need, Ari? Well, Roy, to put it briefly, just people don't understand because we're too busy losing time on TikTok and being distracted by the next little 20-second video to understand the power of the CCP throughout this world. If you travel, Roy, and I'm sure you've done this, and many of your listeners have, go anywhere in Africa, go anywhere in the Caribbean, go anywhere in South America, look at who is building all of the infrastructure, and by all, capital A-L-L. You can see it. It's not hidden. This is an extraordinarily powerful government that has no interest in the stupid wokeness or identity politics that's making the Western world decline. And this is why China is a beast that will not be tamed. And as you and I just said a moment ago, Roy, they're not going to stop doing this. My sense is this inquiry will make them double down. And their comments weren't we're open to whatever the results are. We've, it was, there's going to be consequences. What does that tell you? Two more Michaels. Uh, many more Michaels to come, I would guess. So what are you expecting then as far as this uh, inquiry's conclusion is concerned? What will we see? They've got 15 months, which would lead us probably pretty close to the next federal election. So what are you expecting? Well, leaving aside when and where there should be a federal election right on, you know, there's a big convention going on right here and the polls will tell you something's going to happen. I don't personally trust those polls. But, you know, you're going to have a judge who's, you know, a, a less senior member of the Quebec Court of Appeal. That gives it the premature, the imprimatur of something tremendously special, because remember, Mr. Johnston decided to take a hike once his appointment came out. And apparently this judge has been decided by all parties. So. You know, there's very little to criticize there, but I think in 15 months, you and I will go back on air and everything that's released will be one of two things. Things we already knew today mm -hmm. and two, the rest of it absolutely classified because of, quote, national security, end quote, implications, which is all a way of saying they're burying the bodies. Yeah, but now they're all involved. All the political parties are involved. So and I agree with you, but they're all involved now. Ari, when we talk about trials, because this is supposed to be some kind of at least a de facto trial, this public inquiry, I guess, of China's intrusions into Canada. But the other trial that has this country talking is Tamara Leach and Chris Barber, the criminal trial. And Justice Heather Perkins McKee has uh, already had called a recess and scolded the prosecution over the timing of the Crown's release of text messages to the defense attorneys. And the, the, the judge has expressed concerns. The trial could go off the rails. Ari, how often do you hear a judge make a statement like that four days into a trial? Uh, probably every week. So let me okay. just, yeah. So let me just give the reason why that is. And you asked me to put my lawyer hat on, so let me squarely put it on. Okay. Very few people, when they think about what a defense lawyer does, you know, they don't realize it's not like TV. You're not Lincoln lawyer. You know, it's not a fair fight. You're not driving a Rolls Royce. You don't have a limo taking you places. You are almost always fantastically out-moneyed by a prosecutorial service, which is essentially the government, that has a bottomless pit. Now, why do I say that? Some people will say, well, you know, she's got a good lawyer in Ottawa. He charges a lot. They've raised some money to pay. Well, think through all the bank accounts that were frozen to even get to that. When you have prosecutors, Roy, in a trial that is going to be watched by Canadians, by the way, I think this is a complete ridiculous waste of time trial. It's a sham. The whole thing is a joke. I don't know if we have time to get into it, but let's take it at its highest. When you have a crown attorney 
who was being parachuted in because the bail crown attorney was really, I think, an embarrassment to his office and stepped down. This is the guy that had her in jail for 49 days until a superior court judge said this is preposterous. When you dump hours and hours and hours and thousands and thousands of pages of what's called disclosure, in other words, the case against your client, on people, on defendants, on accused, the night or the week before, you're essentially guaranteeing that it cannot be a fair fight. So when that happens, and it happens quite often, Roy, to your question, because I think you were expecting me to give an opposite answer. It is very common in cases such as homicide, human trafficking. Now, good crowns don't let it happen, Roy. And in fairness, 99% of crowns are fantastic. But when you have these kinds of data dumps, the morning of, you're essentially putting the defense lawyers one arm behind their back. That's what the judge is calling out because we, at least in Canada, for the time being, Roy, and I emphasize for the time being, we like to assume it's going to be as fair a fight as possible. And that's literally what happened in the last couple of days where the judge realizes these lawyers can't come up to speed in one night when they're being dumped 50 video files that, by the way, Roy, here to make it interesting for your audience, it's not like just going on YouTube and pressing play with an MP4 file. 90% of these files require proprietary software. It's such a pain. And that's what the judge, to her credit, is calling out. Talk about it being a sham trial. Sure. So you start with the premise that even the Crown's evidence, now this is important, this is not my defense lawyer hat speaking, their whole thing is that the quote, hold the line, end quote. That's the important line here. That's what the Crown hangs their hat on. That phrase was meant to break the law. So let's back up for a moment. Almost every single piece of evidence they have at least shown or maybe showing is that there was no violence at this protest. Chris Barber, the main one of the guys, Miss Leach is the other, kept saying, even if we go dark, make sure you continue to peacefully protest. The one charge here, the rest are bunk, the mischief, the counseling to commit mischief. I'll, I'll leave this question rhetorically with your listeners, Roy, before I get to why I think it's a sham. Does anybody think if it was a Black Lives Matter protest in Ottawa, with the exact same peacefulness, the exact same horn honking, post-George Floyd, does anybody think there'd be a 16-day trial if it was Black Lives Matters, the two leaders who organized that in Ottawa, does anybody think there'd be a prosecution today about it? If you think that, I'll debate until the cows come home. The one charge that I think Mr. Barber will have trouble with, Roy, and by the way, I think he should have trouble with it, full disclosure, is when there was a court order that ordered the horns to stop being honked. Once you have a court order, no matter what your politics are, pro-convoy, anti-convoy, I was very outspoken at the time saying nobody should not be able to sleep, the horn honking should stop, there's different ways to do it. Once a court issues an order in this country, whether we like it or not or agree with the cause or not, for you to then counsel somebody to keep honking the horn in the face of a court order, if Mr. Barber did that, fine. But the idea that that takes 16 days, he should have been offered a very quick what's called conditional discharge, which means no criminal record, or a very uh, normal result to it. The idea that this is 16 days, to me, as a criminal defense lawyer, 
is offensive to me, Roy, particularly on a day where we have eight people stabbing one guy at Don Mills Mall. We have stabbings, violent shootings. This is what we're taking up 16 days with. It's preposterous to me. In 30 seconds, how does this end? I think this ends with Miss Leach not being convicted of anything and Miss Barber, sorry, Mr. Barber probably going down with the counseling for lack of legalese terms to keep honking the horns and very little punishment to it and a complete waste of taxpayer money. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 